let's get ready to throw down. Episode two, right? So not? we're going to be taking a deep dive into D and what that means and Clint as well. So that way, you know, you know what you're listening to, right? But before we start that, let's yep. talk a little bit about what disc is. I didn't mean to cut cool. you off. Nan, no, it's fine. I just, you said deep dive and we're talking D. I mean, love the redundance. <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration is my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've been in sales for even probably two weeks, you might've heard about disc, right? And what it is, is a personality assessment. And what it is meant to do is it's meant to show you what areas you're going to do very well at and where you're going to struggle as a salesperson. And it's not really meant to be a black or white thing. Um, but it is really great to highlight that you're not the only person out there, right? That's what it did for me. Whenever I went through the assessment and learned who I was, it really kind of shed the light on that I wasn't the only person who felt this way about myself. But you're talking about personality style. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that you know, people out there know that and, that's that's what this disc is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not academic. Correct. Because it's not academic. It doesn't scale you in that way. It just tells you who you are as a person. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and conversationally. Yeah. Right. Because that's that's important. Right. Because sales is a conversationalist game. If you can't have good conversations and ask good questions then you're not going to be successful as a salesperson. Damn skipping. So uh, the way that we typically break that down is that there's a vertical axis and a horizontal axis. On that vertical axis, you have D's and I's, which are gut-driven. They will make big assumptions based upon how they feel about it in the moment. S's and C's, which are me and Nan, take the opposite approach. We want facts, and we tend to second-guess ourselves, and that can lead to some negative things as a salesperson. The horizontal axis puts D's and C's on one side of it, which means we're task driven. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get to the finish line and so does Clint. I's and S's, which are Nan and Al, are people driven. And so that whole mix makes a huge change about who we are in a day-to-day role as a salesperson. Anybody have anything to add to that? Nope. No. You hit that, on, that nail right on the head. Accurate. Man, Man. If C's, one, are, one C's are always right. One C's take. are always right. They are. I love so That's today, what? we're going to talk about D's and Clint specifically, right? Who Clint is, what he does. Very so strong D's. I love it. He's so excited. Nah, He's already it. so excited. Well, right? because he thinks this D's is warranted. love <laughs> themselves. That's true. Well, <laughs> yes. All right, so Clint, what do you do now? Okay, so for my role currently... I do uh, business development, sales. We're gonna we're gonna use sales because that's exactly what it is. I do sales for a company that does commercial and industrial construction. Um, we build a lot of hospitals, high rises on the commercial side, mechanical systems to be exact. Um, on the industrial side, we do a lot of manufacturing. So we uh, are installing mechanical systems for robotics or piping systems or um, you know cooling towers, cooling water. But a lot of a lot of intricate mechanical systems. Okay, right. what's your annual quota? Uh, right now, um, I'll, I'll speak currently to this year. Our, our quota was twenty five and a half million. You say was? Yeah, we we've surpassed that. Well, meaning, <laughs> but that's specific uh, to you. That was yeah. that was specific to me. Okay. So, so when you say we, it's not a we; it's a you. Yeah, that's uh, your so, quota. So, so our group um, in our company that was that was our goal. At, at the strategic planning of 2018 to come into this year was to grow from about 21 million to 25 and a half. And uh, that was a very achievable goal that we thought. And uh, we, we've surpassed that now in July, in July. Well done. Good so, for you, yeah. man. Good for so, you. So we're, lo- we're looking forward. Yeah. You kicking open some doors, kicking bro. open some doors. Yeah. Now, who do you traditionally call on when you make a sales call? Let's uh, talk about that. As far as uh, personalities or... or um, no, just, uh, just the general description. CEO or okay. like who is um, So a lot of it is estimators. <clears throat> what uh, in construction we would call an estimator, project manager. Um, one of those two. Uh, very analytical people. They like numbers. They like facts. Um, so that, would you say the they're like a C that you call on mostly? Mostly. Okay. Mostly is a C. Um, I deal with a few Ds. Um, I don't deal with a lot of um, typical kind of salespeople. It's it's more of they're trying to gather facts from you. So, mm-hmm. yes, a, a lot of C's. John, a lot of people like yourself. Yeah. Do you get shocked a lot or you know, talk about that? Because it sounds like in your area, there's a lot of we know this, we know that. So you would then think that 
yeah, they're they're digging for information, maybe some free consulting, something like sure. that. How do you how do you prevent that from happening, or does that happen? Yeah, so almost everybody wants free consulting, right? They yep. wanna they wanna they wanna ask you for a number. And what do we think about free consulting? It horseshit. It sucks. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so I think a lot of people expect because of traditional sales and the tone that's set over the years that um, hey, I need your number. Um, you you're gonna look at my uh, bid package and you're just going to give me a number and I'm going to, I'm either going to agree with you or I'm not. And if I don't, then sorry, you lost the job. That That's a pretty typical sales cycle for myself. Um, the way for that for yourself or for your industry, for industry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yep. just want to make sure. Yep. For myself, I think that we've um, kind of broken that cycle a little bit toward you. Um, we talk a lot, a lot about partnerships, right? We talk about that here a lot. And, uh, but I truly mean that in, in the fact that, I have people call me now versus three or four years ago where uh, we're, we're actually dealing in, Hey, you guys did us a great job in the last two projects. We're not looking around. We, we just want this to be successful because success has always brought us money. Right. So we're dealing with a lot of those customers now, but we had to, uh, the proofs in the pudding, right? So we had to perform those things. So we, what you built was trust. Very much so. Trust and, and, important. and, and do what we say we're going to do. That right. That's a big deal. So if you don't do that once and you don't do that twice, there's no trust there. Right. Um, so, so that's the kind of realm that I'm dealing in is that you can promise the world and you can give them the best price on the planet. But if you don't perform what you say you're going to do, it, it doesn't add up at the end of it all. And so you're not going to get that call back on the second job. Right. But then that would... To me, seem to me, you know, your team shows up and delivers what you sell. Correct. Yeah, right. that, that's that's a big factor. Is uh, for me is that I have to have, um, I have to have a company that backs everything that I say, the values that I preach. Um, we talk about customers for life. We talk about that a lot in my company. Uh, we talk about do the right thing. If people don't do that. After I sell a job, then what I say means nothing, holds no weight. Which so, brings a, a a little bit of a segue, but a, a quick story. So I go to buy an appliance, right, from a major department store. And, you know, I spend a little bit of money because I'm washer, dryer, and, and refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And so it comes out and, and there's something not right with it. So I pick up the phone to call the sales guy. And it's like I can't get anywhere with it. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting furious. So I called the service department and the guy goes, oh, those douchebags. Yeah. yeah they're, they're one oh, and yeah. done. That's right. Stigma. He goes, you call me. Right. And, oh, I just literally wanted to go to the president of a major department yeah. store and wring his neck. So, so that's a good point, uh, doc, that that's something that I live in every day that I'm trying to turn the tides of that to where even when something goes wrong or awry, people are st- still calling the salesperson, which is me. Absolutely. I, I want that because I'm a, I am I am your liaison in my company. And you'd mm-hmm. want to know it, as, as or I would, sure. from a sales standpoint. I want to know yep. good, bad, or otherwise Absolutely. so that I can change and make some you know, adjustments. Yeah, you, yeah. when you sell to the next do- job, you gotta, you got to understand what what you can and can't do, and that, that's only through experience. Which I think is why you sometimes people have or, or, you know, when you're a vendor or you're going into a big, you know, situation, that negative connotation is because of the bad taste most mm-hmm. people have had in their mouths by that dude or that gal that just didn't get it done. They sold you into a project and then forgot about you. Well, right? what yeah. you're doing is creating value. You have to create value. And if you don't do that, then yeah. you don't get the trust, then you don't get the business and you don't keep the business. Yeah, absolutely. And then what you're talking about um, in, in our world is, is post-sale, right? right? So so you can promise the world and you can do all these great things selling to somebody. Um, but if you don't follow through with gotta that. deliver. Yeah, you got to deliver. That's a right. good point. Um, if you don't deliver, then um, everything you said is nothing. And and that word in our in our world travels really fast. This is a small yeah. world. Well, but a key point is people are inherently lazy, right? Or I see a lot of it out there. And in sales, you can never be lazy or you're just going to suck at it. That's true. You are just That's true. not going to get it done. Yeah. And you got to juggle and you got to wear a lot of hats and you got to you got to be there for, you know, because yeah. it's not like you have just one client. Right. Yeah, a lot of times you're selling into, you know, multiple accounts and you got to stay on top of it. You got to be organized. You got to mm-hmm. be well put together. I think if you make it personal 
then you you feel like this is your baby, yeah. you know, your proverbial mm-hmm. baby, then you're going to take care of it. See, that works really well for you. Um, for me, to be honest That's with you. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, it's about, I can only promise you things that I've, that I can deliver on, uh, for, for as a D that that's what I can say is that I promised you something damn sure I'm going to get it done. That that's a fact. What I said was factual. What happens when it doesn't happen though? Right. Because like that was good. Shit happens, right. Things don't go according to plan, especially in your world in construction every day. How do you, because one of the things about D's is you like taking that ownership role, right? Because yep. let's spend a little bit of time talking about what a D is, right? A yep. D will plant their feet. They're yep. going to have the hard conversations that are really hard for people that yep. are I's and S's and things like that. But the thing that you mentioned a moment ago was you have got to work with a company that can deliver on the things that you're talking about. Correct. Right. Like you see a ton of value in that. Yeah, what happens I, I, when that doesn't go well? So, so for me, it, it, it's really important to already have established trust with my customer so that when it doesn't go right, we understand that exactly what you guys just said, it doesn't always go right. And it doesn't fall apart. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't fall apart. We're going to fix this. We're going to make it right. So that's the key. Um, so I can give you an example. Um, just the other day, we we promised something to a customer. We delivered on it very well. We had some, um, we had a superintendent on a job site that didn't deliver exactly what I said we can do. I don't know this guy's name. So there's a big disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big company. I don't know this guy's name. So I'm selling something that I don't know if these guys are going to perform it or not. I just know the value of my company that they're going to live up down the chain of command to do what I say, right? Because we're, we're, we're all one big team. And he didn't do that. Um, so in that fact, we made it right. We we took a, took a hold of the situation. We got rid Did of the guy. Did you get the call? I like, did. Like, no. Okay, so so they called you directly and said, "Hey, Correct. this is not right." And then, I'm sure you being you and you being the D, did you go directly to that superintendent who you don't even know their name? I, I let me. Ask, was this a subcontractor of yours? Somebody that you were paying or working no, under you? Vice versa. Okay. So so actually, somebody had hired us to do this job. So this is a guy who should that's technically. Yeah. So so somebody hired us to do a job. Let's not get too too deep into details. Yeah. <laughs> for the sake of maintaining relationships. Sure. Yeah. So somebody hired us to do a job and um you know, basically, um in a roundabout way, I told them, Hey, you know, we're the big boys in town. This is what we do. Don't worry about this. And and we didn't perform on that level. Mm. Um and I got a call from our customer that said, Hey, look, guy, you told me this. You didn't deliver on this. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? It's okay. No big deal. Let me handle this. If you'll, if you'll let me handle this, um, let me call you back in 30, 40 minutes. So of, of course that's, uh, you know, phone calls to our people or general superintendents and whatnot. Hey, what's going on down there? Has anybody been down there? Find out. Hey, it's just a, it's kind of a bad egg. It's a bad apple. You know, we have those. Everybody has this. What do you mean a bad apple? He just wasn't experienced. You know, we hired this guy. My question is, oh, so the guy works for you that's effed up. Not somebody from the other team or a sub. This guy's directly one of the boys. How much do you hate that, though? As as the D who is vouched. Especially somebody that um, can perform the work himself, right? So it's it's not like I grew up in sales and that's all I've ever done. I actually came from the field into sales. Um, So I'm I'm pretty prepared. Uh, proficient on exactly what they're talking about mm-hmm. and so that really really bugs me so my go down there and get yeah, some ass my instant action action is to go down there but um but but i didn't do that i um talked to my boss our general superintendents kind of worked through some situations found out that he's just not all he's cracked up to be got rid of the guy replaced him fixed it on our own dime what we did wrong hmm. no you know, brought it to our own customer. Hey, this is our fix. This is what mm-hmm. we're going to do. Cool. Um, so that's that's doing what you say you're going to do. It's not always going to work out right. There's no doubt. No, no matter what business you are in, um, well, no matter what kind of sales you're in, it's not always going to work out correctly. But at the end of the day, are you going to make it right? Yeah. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Are you going to do it on your dime, no cost to the customer? Because you said you're going to do it. Now, you have the luxury of being able to, or you work with a company that'll stand behind you and and, and follow that lead, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure there are people well, out maybe, there. Well, right? 
Is that true? That is, that is true. Um, that is that's fair. <laughs> There's clank, a little clank, rattle clank. back there. <laughs> What's in the styrofoam gums? The tackle. Bottled water. Yeah. Glass from from nineteen from nineteen thirty two. Exactly. We call this go go juice. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I, I do have a I have a do a, a great company that will back me up and, and stuff like that. And um and and I I get what you're saying. Not everybody's fortunate in that. And and I would. I would strongly suggest that as a person, as a salesperson, you got to find that for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You, you can't just 100%. work for anybody. You can't be a salesman for just any Joe Schmo. Well, you can, but you need to recognize when you work for the wrong company that that it doesn't fit. Now, or or the other thing about that is you got to be the right personality type. Because well, there correct. are there are mercenaries out there, right? Oh. But they're mercenary salespeople. There's, there's some really high eyes, okay. and I mean, really corner eyes that they don't give a shit. Oh. Yeah, don't they don't care. Eyes. I'm dealing with one right you really now. Don't, what I don't do think you think eyes. they are? I think they're more like you. Wow. No, right? because, no. Because I hold on. There, there's, one thing I we, can't. There's, there's one thing we haven't talked about at all yet, right? Is that most people are two letters. You have a dominant letter yeah, and then and a secondary. And then, yeah, a secondary letter. Yep. So are you anything other than a D? Yeah, because, I'm, an, I'm an I. I'm a DI. Okay. Cause, cause about I, 2%. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Okay, but maybe. <laughs> but the point of it is, is that um, if I had to pick a, a secondary letter, to slide to comfortably, it would be an I. There's okay. no doubt. You, you've seen me. I, yeah. I, in social settings, I like to have fun. I, I can slide saying. that way. And, and the same as Doc is. He's probably on the charts an I, but he can slide to a D. Well, I, Easier. So, so we're going to talk more about this on the next episode. But sure. uh, Al has done a really good job. And I worked for Al, right? So let's talk about that. Because I worked for Al before I went out and started doing, doing my own thing. And we'll talk more about that later. But um, Al does a really good job of hemming in his I. Mm-hmm. And going to a D and being task oriented and yeah. locking all that stuff down, but socially, Al is nothing but an I. Let's let's just but be honest. But the truth of the matter is, we all need to suck in close to that that center, right? For sure. That, because that is the, the more goal. that I can pick up of your traits, the things that Nan brings to the table is that is that true? Because if you're dealing with the high C. Do you do you need to slide to the center? Or do you need to slide? I do to a think high you seat? need to acclimate. I do think it's no, really. I can't not, go across the line, okay. but I can go up to it. I got you. And then I because a lot of times it's kind of like uh, yeah, think about when you're in junior high, right? I mean, this is kind of a, a stupid <laughs> analogy, right? right? Yeah, really right. easy for it's um, a hard time in your life, right? Per, I mean, you're trying ears, to figure folks. out you're what's hair, going on. You're getting hair in weird places. And, it's very and, and, yeah, exactly. Right? You're going through puberty, that kind of thing. <laughs> Sales is a lot like going through puberty, right? Trying just trying to figure yeah. out where like you fit in you're all. Of figure out who I, you are. I always always compare trying to pick a girl up at a bar to to sales. It's a lot like dating. It's very much like dating. Right, so can you so elaborate on, on, on that? I'm not hold really on. Sure. The eye is getting us way off topic, right? Okay. Like this is much more about D than anything else. Sure. So, All right. so let's back up a little bit, Clint. Okay. So let's talk about the strengths of a D. Goal setting. Yeah, uh, decision making. Goal setting. Um, blunt. Let's talk about the weaknesses. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because you are in an industry that's got a very long selling cycle. Very much. You don't have that many partners that you can partner yeah. with that are going to bring you jobs. Twelve, so, thirteen months sometimes. So you have got to maintain these relationships, yeah. which is not the D's strong point. D will kick down any door on can, the planet. Can I say one thing? Yeah. Last week we um, talked about a little bit how your strength is also your weakness. weakness. For yeah. sure. So that's what we're kind yeah. of getting into right now. So so I'll say uh, D, just so we're clear, stands for dominance. On the spectrum, <laughs> Wait, you love that, I don't know. you? I you did that. Yeah, you can wait for it yeah. as well as yeah. ego purposes. So, uh, so really? the reason I'm saying that is no. because I want to get away from that word for a second. Okay. So dominant dominance. That word is is a tough thing for other people to hear that are not in that spectrum. Right for a D to hear the word oh, dominant, yeah. we love that word. That's fantastic. For you guys on on, on the other side. That's not a good word for you guys. For sure. Okay. I look down on I so so honestly, not to interrupt you, but yep. when I realized that I gotta deal with a D up until the point that I met you and realized that you can be a D and be self aware, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy those interactions. Sure. Right. Because so we're not gonna get a human connection, and that's important to me as a salesperson. 
Well, and, and consider this. A lot of times as a salesperson, when you go in to talk to a D, you're talking to the C-suite and he's not in sales. He's in decision making. Sure. He's in busting balls. He's in charts. Mm-hmm. What's the bottom line? Yeah. How are we going to get paid? And I got uh, bills to be paid. Yep. Payroll's got to be met. ROI's got to be there. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I wanted to touch on in, in this topic is that dominance is not what you are as a D. It's what you naturally want to be. Does that make sense at all? So you're so, saying you're a top. I'm just saying that people. <laughs> God. So so <laughs> see, so people that are a D when they answer the questions on the Sorry. D, this is terrible. Um, moving on. When you, when you when you take the disc personality test and you come up as a D, you can come up with that with a, with a couple of ways. That's what you want to be, or that's what you truly are. I think most D's. That's what they they constantly want to. That's what they feed off of, right? They feed off being a decision maker, an influencer. True. They feed off being these guys that you ask, I tell. You want a decision, I make it. So you're saying it's hard to fake? I think it. I think that it's really, really hard to fake because there's always results that can prove, right? And what I agree. Mean? And there's always a risk of being wrong. Yeah. And go to a four-way stop. And watch that mm-hmm. action, right? Yeah. Do I go? Oh, do go, I stay? No, do I, I yeah, yeah. I'm the guy that blows through yeah, that stuff. Like, it's, it's my turn. Yeah. F you. I'm going. I right? don't care if I'm the third person there. I'm going first. Well, you got to follow the rules. No, order. I mean I get you, it, you but when I watch, laws? but listen, when I watch two people trying to make a decision, oh, does that not? I'm going. That, yeah, yeah, it does. It's like screw you guys. But I'm going. Right. And I'm an S, and I don't. I don't do what you would think. Y'all are saying, oh, well, then the S and the C are like no. contemplating the C. The S is going, ah. no, I don't. I'm like, here's the rule. I'm you go. I go. But OK, so. In that exact instance, right, if I can push back on you, Nan, just a little bit, Absolutely. you're in a car around people you're never going to see again. Right. Right. That's the difference between, you know, potentially blowing up a relationship that you're going to have to deal with every day. Yeah. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. So so the car analogy works, but it's not a perfect metaphor. Yeah, cuz cuz by blowing through the stop sign you also blow up relationships. Yeah. <laughs> right? But it doesn't matter, right? It because, doesn't. Cuz they're in the they're in the rearview mirror at this point. So so that's your Well, okay. So game. then you're good with the no. You're yeah. good with calling it over. Yeah. You're good with calling out somebody who's just jerking right. your trash right. chain, making you, you know, do the dance but not willing to buy. So I'd love to give you guys some um some kind of quick buzzwords of what a D is. Um, a high corner D is very one-sided. There is no other side. You're on this. You said it last week, John. You're on this side or you're not. You're yeah. either on my side or you're not. Uh, one-sided, we're very, um, we always challenge the status quo. That's probably my favorite statement about a D. Explain that a little bit more. So if you tell me that the sky is blue, <laughs> I say, okay, yeah, it looks blue, but I'll get back to you. Or I'm just saying, no, bullshit, it's light blue. Something in those regards, but I'm always going to challenge you. Whatever you say, I don't take to heart. So, okay, so right, as a salesperson, mm-hmm. right, sometimes you're going to get into, for lack of a better term, ego battles, right? Yeah. You, you know you're right because Correct. you... D to D is a very hard sell. Yeah, it's very hard. I'm curious to know how, how do you rein that in in those moments whenever it doesn't serve you to be conflict-driven? Mm. That's and instead be curiosity driven. That's a really uh that's interesting because uh I will say that I have to curb my ego. And that's not easy. So one of the things as a D that I have to do to another D is I have to take my ego and shove it in the back seat for a minute. Let that guy's ego run run it. Are you good at that? I am good only because I've realized that. <laughs> Nan, Nan gave says me a no. look because we both know Clint really well. Yeah. <laughs> well, but wait a second. If in the back of your head you're thinking, I'll take an ice pick and yeah. fuck this guy up, right? <laughs> well, you know, uh, you just sit on it for a second, right? No, you you're right. It, right? You're so, like, come on over here. So bitch. what I want to say is don't don't give up your dominance as a D. Don't right. give that up. That's just crazy. Sit, that's that's the greatest quiet. tool that you have mm-hmm. at the table. Take a back seat on your ego, on you. Just I I I take that and throw it in the back seat. But keep your dominance because your dominance is what's going to get you to ask the hard questions to a D. And you'll you'll get answers, right? You break out of your paradigm. You're like, I'm going to do something different. That's right. So right now you're in mechanical engineering 
Construction, yeah. Construction sales. Yep. What'd you sell before that, or is this your first sales role? Um, so I've so I started off as a uh, as a helper in construction. Get out of it. Really? Nope. Yeah. Really? So I, uh, I talk about climbing I, the ranks. Yeah, I, I, for you. I painted handrails. I uh, love I, it. I, I man. tightened That's bolts. That's how you succeed. I, love I, love it. I didn't. Hey, I had. Did you want to do that? Listen, folks. Yeah. You start where you start. So it's true. not where you start. It's where you finish. I mean, yeah. get corny, that through but your so head. Guys, we're, we're talking. So we're talking nine years. Dude, that's you, that's wait, a short you period of time. For nine years? No, I painted handrails nine years ago. <laughs> oh, nine years ago. Yeah. Or nine years. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I wasn't gonna put up with that shit too long. <laughs> Clint's got skin lotion for days. Yeah. <laughs> so my first job was uh, so I was in I was in school for mechanical engineering, um, Southern Which Illinois University. Uh, I looked around the room one day and I just said, "This is not me." <laughs> I mean, this is just, it's not my people. It's not what I want to do. I want to build this stuff that we're talking about. Everything that's on the board and everything you guys are drawing out, I want to build it with my own two hands. I don't want to talk about it. I want to build it. Um, I want to, I want to be, I want to be quick to action, right? Yeah. So you guys talk about all this stuff. I want to build it. And so that got me passionate about construction. Uh, my, my father built homes for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his own business, residential construction, very successful. Uh, I grew up in the construction field. So when I got out of, I, I dropped out of college. I actually took some uh, welding classes uh, just because that was the thing. There, The oil oil and gas yeah. boom was huge. Were you still in Missouri at this time? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. So it, it, the boom was big and everybody was going to North Dakota and Odessa mm-hmm. and, and all these places and down to the, to the bay. And they were, they were making six-figured yeah. salaries, at, you know, at mm. 21 years old, being nice. a welder. Yeah. So for me, that was a huge driver. Man, how do I get there? Um, luckily for me, I had a family member that was a uh, that was a pipe fitter, and he brought me on as a helper. Hmm. And so I got on a crew. I painted handrails. I tightened bolts. I handed people tools for about a month, right? And I, I, and I couldn't take it anymore because – at some point, you start to realize, and I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody, but you realize your talents. Okay, that guy just messed that up three times. I would have never done that. And you start building that kind that's, of confidence in your head. That's also your DNS, though. Sure, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So so I'm not scared to take that chance at all. Because once again, Clint is gut-driven. Gut-driven. Right? If he sees someone else making mistakes, he is absolutely confident yeah. in his ability to not yeah. make those same mistakes. Yeah, that's don't, important to talk about. That's a really important clue because one thing that I do is I study, I'm a very, um, I see everything going on around me as a D that's pretty, your awareness is big. You're seeing a lot of the little ticks that make everybody work. Um, Hmm. and as you do that, you're going to see a lot of weaknesses and you're going to see that, okay, well, if, if he's weak in that point, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take that and I'm going to learn from it and I'm not going to do that. So when I get the chance to step up, I'm not going to make any of those mistakes. That's that's a very D task. That's why I think a lot of your Ds sit on C-level positions in companies. I I really do. It's not because they're smarter than everybody. It's because they're willing to take the chance, one, and they've also studied everybody along the way, and they're not going to make that mistake. The studying thing is kind of an interesting thing because I don't leap to that assumption whenever I'm thinking about a D. I think about them being wrapped up in their own Mm. shit. And I got to make shit happen. And if you're not going to do it, get the hell out of here because I will make it happen. Buddy, I I drive down the highway. I see people in the oncoming lanes. I see what car just passed me. I see where people are going to go. That could be me personally. I'll give you that. Um, I think that most D's that I know, almost all D's that I know have that similar trait. Really? Okay. It's interesting. They're going to be judged. So they want to be judged. That's a good point. At a high level. So they want to always be. Be ready. Well, I think you're always, as a D, you're always trying to be the best in the room, right? Exactly. You're always That's trying to be. Not uh, today, Chief. How just miss me? How, how could you be the best with Doc Allen? <laughs> and, you know, hold on. So, so what happened, right? So you see people making mistakes. You're a helper. Mm-hmm. You don't have any skin in the game as far as like like skins on the wall from like a social sure, perspective. I I have nothing. So you just walk in there and you say, hey, motherfucker, no, a guy, let me sell this. Uh, you know, a guy, a guy got, um, a guy had told me, hey, I heard you're a pipe fitter. My brother-in-law lied for me. He said, uh, oh, yeah, Clint's a pipe fitter, man. You got to get him like some welders, man, tomorrow. He was trying to get me up the scale. Okay. Luckily for me, that worked out. He said, I hear you're a pipe fitter. And where most personalities would say, 
No, no. I'm not one. Yeah, that's me. I didn't. I didn't do that. I said, "Fuck yeah, bro." <laughs> and he said, "Well, that's great because I got three welders coming for you today." And I said, "Bring it on." So when you and say I, three welders, meaning guys coming to work? For yeah, you coming to, to work for to, me to, and to do some. And I know. I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Oh, and, oh, and how do you I, bring yourself? Okay, so walk us through what you do to bring yourself up to speed. Um, YouTube, okay. Google, there we go. Whatever, whatever tools you could pull. Okay, right? lucky we are. Fake it till you make it. You said that last. Oh, week. absolutely. Yeah. But we really? live in an age, guys, where you can. You can, can. Yeah, you right? can. You can find you can information. Look at it. And this was this was not uh, smartphone days. Yeah. yeah, this was go home and Google. What and year YouTube. was this? Uh, two thousand ten, maybe two thousand ten. Yeah, All right, nine ten. So, uh, how so? But that's still not a sales role. No, okay. It's not. A, not so, a, so how do you get into sales? Let me let me give you the skinny. So after that, I got <laughs> I got into uh I got into a lot of stuff uh, in construction, and and they became uh pretty quickly aware. Like, hey, he's just going to take charge of these situations. He has no fear of going and talking to a customer, a plant engineer, or a plant owner. He has no fear, mm-hmm. and so um a pretty, I'd say smart because he got me here. <laughs> Uh, oh, pretty, a pretty smart guy said, uh, hey, man, you got a knack for sales. You got a knack for dealing with customers. Uh, you can talk to them. You're not scared of them because that's that's a big factor. Yeah. Don't be scared. Yeah, equal equal will, business yeah. stature. Do not be scared oh, of no these people. They're just, they're just human beings. Right. They worked a ladder. You work on a ladder. Mm-hmm. You're there. Um, so I, I didn't have that fear. I still don't have that fear. I, I really don't care what your title is. I'm going to talk to you like you're my best friend or okay. or my worst enemy, right? Um, so that's what got me into sales. A guy a guy had said, hey, you know, I think you need to chase this avenue. I'm in this. You fit well in it. Um, and it and it didn't work out. Oop, really? It did not work out. I um, Because I still had a very... Um, uh, doer mentality. I had a very, I can do this myself. Oh. That's not sales. That's not management. That's not anything. I can't do all this myself. I can't sell a million dollar mechanical job and go do it myself. Right. Um, and that's, that's the development from who I was as a salesperson from day one and today, you know, seven years later. So, so question about that. Is that part of being a D or is that part of you working like in the field as someone who painted the handrails and had seen all this stuff? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a mix. A lot of people that are going to come from the field in my, in my game are going to have a chip on their shoulder a little bit. And that's going to come off as a D a lot of times. Interesting. But that doesn't always mean that's who they are. They just have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, I, I know most people in project management in the construction industry have, have come out of the field. Hmm. That's the way you made it out of the field. Mm-hmm. That was your path. Um, so once you got there, um, then you realize there's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot of, I can't say that to those guys. I can't say these things in that tonality to those people. And and that's, to me, that's kind of politics. And once you, um, once you have to play by rules, by somebody else's rules, you have a chip on your shoulder. And that comes off in a very dominant trait, but it's not a dominant trait. It's just a chip on your shoulder. That's all it is. So, okay. So to recap, right? Mm-hmm. You get, you can invite to be a salesperson, you take it, and then you fail. Yeah. What, what does that failure look like? Like, did you get fired or did you just not hit goal? Was, I think it was, um, at, at some point it was worded as, Hey, we just need you to go make money. And the way you make money is not in sales role. It's in the field. You made great money for us in that. Oh, and I need you to do this. So they wanted to push you back. They wanted the to push me back and feel. What'd no. you do? I, well, let I me didn't, ask you. Can I? Mm-hmm. Is, was it because you weren't performing in sales? Yeah, I wasn't. Wait, performing. Oh, okay. I didn't. So I didn't know anything about sales. Okay, so you had some some a rough patch when you got into the sales yeah. side. I had no idea what sales were. Okay, I didn't That's even know what it meant to to say. I didn't even know how to. <laughs> I didn't even know how to do it. They told me, "Hey, you're a salesperson, and uh, here's a computer." And so I come back. Pass that. Um, for me, I I. They they asked me to come back to the field, and I just said, "No, not going to happen." Uh, I think I'm good at this. So you were gonna you were ready to quit, scorched earth. No, I was no. ready. I was ready to take on a new challenge. So because I felt that I was good at this, but I didn't know anything about it. But they were telling you you weren't. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So how'd you worry? <laughs> You're right. There, there's the You're key right. thing. Okay, there. Clint. Let it me is. give you some news. You're right. People. Everybody told me that. Like maybe this isn't your. Uh, it's not your bag, baby. Get out. 
So then, so what what you which do? only promotes so, a D. So, exactly. I, so I, I went to a new company, the one that I'm currently at at this moment. Now, did you get fired or you leave on your own accord? It's a uh, okay. mutual separation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nobody fires this hey, guy. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, he got fired. It's okay. It's all right. Nobody all right. fires Clint. He got hey, fired. If he'd been there for one day longer, he would have gotten mm. fired. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily for me, I landed in a pretty good company. Did you take all the pins for it with you in the notepad? No, but I, d- I did have like 600 business cards that I threw in the trash. I was so wait, okay, so you're, you're in Missouri during this. Uh, I just moved. To, so the that's what's hard is I just moved like for the fourth time for this company um, on my own dime. I moved my family around, uh, and and they had moved me to Texas to try to set up um, a satellite office, so to speak. Like, get some sales going. Let's open up a shop. Let's get this all built around you down here. And I failed as a salesperson to get that going. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, it was kind of like, well, shut down operations, pull it back. Let's go. Oh, oh, so, so I was I in a hard spot. And you're out on a, on a limb. I was completely. So it was kind of a, it was kind of one of those deals where it was like, Hey, if, if you want to, if you want to come back to Missouri and work in the field, we'll have you. Yeah. And I just said, Hey, I just moved for the fourth time for you guys. I've lost so much money over the years. And they're like, we did too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Don't get me wrong. It's a mutual, mutual loss. Keyword. I'll, mutual. I'll, I'll never blame them for that. Uh, it was a mutual loss, but, um, you know, I, I felt that I was, I was at a place where I wanted to dig my feet into something, a career. Mm-hmm. And I felt that, uh, why I watched a lot of salespeople run around in my career, uh, promise a lot of things, weasel their way in and out of things. That bothered me a lot. And I didn't want to be that person. I thought I could kind of change the game, right? God. That gut is so strong. Yeah. Because Man, those are big I mean, words. Strong. I have, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've had a, a successful week and I have one little thing and it makes me second guess myself. You don't appear to have that whatsoever. No, I, you know, I love chaos. Don't forget that. As a D, I love chaos. Explain that. What do you I, mean? I love chaos and the fact that. Okay, Donald Trump. Well, Thank I, you. I think, that, <laughs> I think this is very important to share yeah. what you are. Thinking. So I, I like any chaotic situation where everybody else frazzes and loses their mind. I feel that I've always been a, a, a collective person where I can kind of. Make the best decision for everybody based on, look, everybody's going crazy right now. Um, That calms me down. I know that maybe not work with a lot of you guys. When things get chaotic and I watch everybody scramble around like chickens with their head cut off, that actually calms me down. My heart heart rate drops. I become as cool as a cucumber. I can save the entire world. I've got it. But that's that's a pretty clear... True. I know, I know outlook on what I think. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, are you wearing your superhero costume when this comes uh, on, or underwear outside the pants? You, I mean, <laughs> it's always on. You guys act like I don't have one. Uh, but, I know you do. But that is, but you know, superhero is a good word because I do believe that in a lot of things. Okay, so don't make fun of it. Yeah, so let's stay on track. You know, you had to hold that in so hard. So I'm a little curious, right? So you take this job, you stay here. You know, it's great, and and things are going well. How long you been with the new company or the company you're with now? It's been you know a couple years, three years, a couple years. Yeah. So what did that first year look like? Terrible. Right? 9% hit ratios. Total failure. So explain hit Fishing. ratio for people that don't Okay, hit ratio. Those. You bid 10 jobs, you get one, you're at a 10% hit ratio. Okay. To be, right. Is that clarified? Sure, absolutely. Okay. So when we talk hit ratios, for me, uh, I don't want to talk about any other numbers. I don't care about sales. I don't care about uh, bottom line. All those stuff are for people over the top of me. I care about hit ratio. As a salesperson- yeah, I care about hit ratio because that number proves to me that I'm doing everything right as a salesperson. Um, I'm developing relationships. I'm vetting all these bad jobs out of the door. So one of the best ways to increase my hit ratio over the years has not been to um, do anything different other than drop bad customers, right? So if I had a thousand customers and 90 of them were terrible customers. You never made money with them. You bid 17 jobs to them. You never got one. They always shop you out. They always use your number. They mm-hmm. shop you out to the world. And you drop all 90 of those people today. Boom. 
click, drop them. Can, can you, you say shop? Can you explain shop? Yeah, yeah so, shop, so shop us out. So I, what, what I what I mean by that is that I give you a bid, and they say, no, nah, I don't like your number. Let's go get three more numbers from somebody else, your competitors. Or right? it might just be their process. Because yeah, it could be their process. Any other way. Yeah, we talked about this today, yeah. John, uh, right? So some off. people literally have to get three numbers for their company policies, which is fine. That's fine. That's the That's the nature of the beast. I play that game every day. I'm okay with being one of three. What I'm not okay with is being one of ten. I'm not okay with that. Why? Be- Why? What, what? What's the difference between three and ten in your world? Though? Well, because three, I think they're searching for value. You vetted some people. You vetted ten people okay. to get three that are qual. Because look, I could tell you that I'm the greatest thing ever. The fact is, is that there's a lot of people that are the greatest thing ever. There's a lot of construction companies that can do what I do. There's a lot of construction companies that can say exactly what I say and also perform it just at the same level that I am to think that you're a one-off is crazy in this business in in mine. But how do you balance that with being a D right? Because isn't success and being king of the mountain, like kind of part and parcel of being a D. Um, I think to uh, an ignorant D it is. (laughs) Okay. Also based on what you just stated is, it appears that it's just based on the number where there's so much more involved than just the bottom line. Well, well, my whole deal is how do I get, um, how do I get the customers that call me? And when they call me, they're planning on doing work with me, not, not bidding me. They're planning on getting a number from me to do work with me. That that's my goal. Uh, that's easy to say. Right. There's a lot of work that goes into that. There, not to mention that you have to have successful projects over and over and over again to have repeat customers. Mm-hmm. You can't just expect somebody off the street to pick up the phone and call you. And that brings a good point. A I mean, point. Yeah. It, I think regardless of your personality, you have to show yourself and you have to show your organization success. Oh, 100 percent. You know, and then you use that forward momentum mm-hmm. to go get your next successful Right. For sure. No, yeah. I agree. So if you're a D and all they're talking about is money, how do you win? That's a good question. Uh, can you uh, can you elaborate on that? Okay, so bit? you were just talking about everyone turns in bids. You have three people yep. giving a bid, then you have 10 people giving a bid. Well, naturally, when you get to the 10, that would make me feel like, oh, you literally are just looking at numbers. Yeah. You're not looking at okay. personality or anything. Okay. Um, so I won't bid that person. Okay. I won't bid that job. I won't even talk about it. Um, but I have to find that up front. Do you get, okay, so, so I'm going to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. Do you get pushback from your company about not bidding every job that comes in the door? Yeah. There's a lot of misunderstanding in that. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet way to put it. Can you, can you speak a little bit more to that? Like, like how do you deal with those inner office politics? Because the thing you're good at is making a decision. Well, I can tell you. It's also your weakness. I can tell you. Proof's in the pudding. Tell me that my hit ratio is down. Tell me that what I'm not saying is right. Because look, John, if if my hit ratio is at 10% across the board all the time, mm-hmm. then I would have to take advice from somebody else because it's low. I'm failing. I'm not doing well. But when you're successful and your hit ratio is in the 70, 80% ratio, don't tell me, don't tell me about it because right. I, obviously I'm doing something right. I'm obviously doing something correct. I'm working through the process. I'm doing all these things, and and you should listen to me because I'm obviously I've been successful because of my track record in sales. There is no better way to judge somebody than your track record. Absolutely, I completely agree. But that's so convoluted. Because who are you talking about? Are you talking about your company judging you, or you're talking about the customer judging well, you? At that no, point? I'm talking about yourself. my I'm talking about my company. But all, yeah, a good point, John. Is also myself. I'm talking about yeah. my success, my my hit ratios in my own mind. To be honest with you, Nan, the the customer's opinion, those things. You know, when I'm searching out people to do business with, the customer's opinion is the last thing on my mind. Really. Yeah. Whoa. Why? Why? Why would it be anything different? What do you measure success? Success by? Yeah, mine is the complete shift from uh, that. Well, of course it is. But yeah. So I'm like, whoa. So explain that. Um. So I believe I I said it pretty candidly last week that um, you know, for every person that doesn't like me, that's fine. I'll go find nine other sure. people that do. Yeah. Um. So I believe that. 
it deep down. I believe that there is no one person when you come to me and you, you present this great big job and it's great. And, Oh, you should do this, man. That sounds great. But as I qualify you and you don't fit my company, I'm very quick to drop you and I don't care. I don't have any feeling towards it because I'm going to go find somebody that does because my track record proves that I can. Mm-hmm. Right. And once you have that inkling of success and, and let me tell you guys, my hit ratio went from nine to 68, 68 to 72, from 72 to 78 to 82 to so 78. Percentages. Yeah. Percentages, my mm-hmm. hit ratios. So it's not like these are 10 year things that you have to work at. You can literally increase your hit ratio by totally dropping all of your bad customers tomorrow. You can well, do that. I did that. It's the 80 20 rule. It is. Right? 80% of your business comes from, tw- from 20, 20% of your clients and vice versa. 100%. So, do you get, how do you handle though when your company comes back, right? The, mm. the president, owner, whoever, you're, whoever supervises you in your sales role and says, hey, oh. why aren't you bidding to these people? We've got estimators on staff and they're, they're here to bid jobs. Why aren't you oh. sending jobs to those people? Man, that's a good question because that happens a lot. Um, my, my first question, because <laughs> we're, we're in the questioning business. Yeah. My question back is, um, why, do you, fired? Why, why do you <laughs> think that they're a good customer? Why do you think that I'm not chasing them for you? There's a reason that I'm not obviously involved in this. If you hired me to be a uh, your sales representative and you're telling me that you're bringing me a job, mm-hmm. well, well, first of all, that I probably failed by not knowing about the job. But that's one. And that's okay because in you're your, not going to know about everything. Industry, though, yep, you're not right? going to know about everything. People are going to have different leads, project managers, uh, field personnel, people that you, you live three doors down from yeah. are going to have leads on jobs and they're going to bring them to you that you should have known about, but you didn't. And that's just the way the world turns. So, um, but hold on, to the, because I think that that's an important thing to consider because that's not the norm. Right. I mean, I don't think that that happens in, in Alan Ann's business. It definitely doesn't happen in mine. Mm-hmm. If someone decides that they want to like change how they think about selling and institute some process, I don't know about that. But because, mm-hmm. because the world you play in, there's only a certain limited number of people that sure. are taking these jobs and you're subbing from them. So there is some uh, appreciation to the industry there. Though. 100%. I, okay. I, I've always, I'll always throw props at my industry because uh, I, I think we touched on this uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, my industry, I'm very fortunate. It's really a small world, as as big as construction is. I mean, you're talking hundreds of billions, billions, billions with a B, um, a year in construction. It's still a very small world. There's only so many big players that do all this work. They may okay. sub out a lot of this stuff, right? Um, but you, you get to know the general players, especially in your area, especially in your industry. Um, and when those people, um, they start talking to you about, uh, partnerships and values and all this stuff. Uh, some of them mean it. Some of them, they say it to get you on the hook. And and that's the process that you have to push them through to weed those people that don't mean it out. Okay. So, so, so when my, when my C-level guys or my vice presidents or, or uh, bosses bring jobs to me and say, Hey, why aren't we bidding this? These are our best customers. And my challenge is, well, there's a reason that I'm not, and I can show you the proof because you have to have that. Mm-hmm. John, this worked very well for me and you because we're very task oriented, but we're also pretty analytical people. Yeah, um, I can show you the proof on why I'm not bidding this. Yeah, how, how we, many we numbers bid, you want? We bid we bid thirty jobs to them last year. We only got one. The one that we got, we lost ten percent on. Mm-hmm. Why are you counting these? So those are my questions back. Why are you counting them as a good customer? Because to me, on paper, analytically, these guys suck. And I don't want anything to do with them. So drop them. Now, could you repair that relationship? Could you build a lot of stuff with those people? Yeah, that's possible. My personality is quick so, to drop. Well, but then they would have to be a different customer. You're right. In a certain sense. Or you'd have to train just, them. Yeah, exactly. You can bring them exactly. upscale. You can point out some so, things and show them how to so be better. So across the board, yep. with every type here. You always have to know your customer. So you're identifying your customer and releasing them. Mm-hmm. Where I think some of us on hold the board, on to them a little. Well, I think our, I think our industry is a big player in that, and how sure. hungry you are, right? Yeah. So if you're very successful and uh, you're selective, 
you're successful and because you're successful you can be selective Absolutely. which is which is a position that i'm in right now i'm not starving for jobs i'm not out there yeah. you're beating seven, down doors in july and you've already hit your annual goal correct so. yeah so i'm not i'm not beating down doors trying to find the next big player i'm not doing any of that stuff so i'm very selective and when you're selective that's a different mentality. Well, then, okay. So then speak to the listener who may be going, shit, I got nothing, okay. you know, and I'm expected to, you know. Oh, I got a good point to that, Doc. Um, I would tell you this. If you're looking at 10 customers today and you're hungry and you're beating down doors every day, you got 10 customers that you're like, man, I got to make one of these happen. Pick the best one out of the 10 and make it fucking work. Mm-hmm. Make them work. Mm-hmm. How do you define the best one? Though? Thank you. That's what I was going to say. What's the um, best one? Well, I think research has a lot to do with it, right? So do you have, um, so that upfront qualifying, that upfront qualifying, that questioning, all that stuff, um, or do they have, uh, do they have a budget? What is that budget? Are they serious about spending the money? If you're not asking those questions to those people, how do you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you would know. Yeah. I don't. Um so then do they have a need for it true yeah. right do they are they have you taken them down the the pain spectrum do they so actually you have ask a need? them the appropriate questions sure which, you gotta you gotta work them through your sales process right. and when you get to a certain level of your sales process right before you decide you're going to close on these people instead of trying to close on 10 people and failing at all 10 let's focus on one or two that are actually real commitments and if you can focus on those and put all your energy and all your time and effort and show them that you truly care and you're going to do exactly what you say you're going to do, my belief is that you'll close more. So you're not a fan of the mile wide inch deep? No, I, I absolutely hate the fact that people call thousands of people to get one close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's so, successful. That's a yeah. successful model. Don't get well, me wrong. It's it's successful because it's a behavior you can It's you not can efficient. Control. It's not it's, efficient. It's not efficient. Absolutely. So- for the sake of time, right? We talked about some of the strengths. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the weaknesses, right? And we talked last week about how the I've strength got a lot of is... I got a lot of them. Absolutely, right? The strength is the weakness, right? When you when you make a decision about someone and you're better than most to you because you're pretty self-aware, they're dead to you yeah, for through, all intents and purposes. Through through time and a lot of self-awareness, of course, uh, that I'm a, I'm a different person. But a couple of years ago, no, I wasn't. When my hit ratio was at a rock bottom, when I was failing, I was not a self-aware guy. I was, I was a typical, um, I'll call it a douchebag D. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think Doc would agree with that, right? So what, what did you do then? Um, Tell us. So I think you're quick to just be like, ah, this guy doesn't rate. He doesn't get to do business with me. F that guy. See you later. Mm-hmm. You say all those things. I still say those things, but I truly mean them. I truly have reasons to back up why they're not getting to do business with me. And I'm the customer. I, I think as a salesperson, we forget that people need us. Mm-hmm. You, oh, that's a good point. I, I think you forget that, hey, man, if I sell couches. On both sides. Yeah, both sides. If I sell couches for a living and you need a couch, you need me. I sell couches, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You need me. And then on, yeah, on the other side. Are going to sit on the floor? Yeah, really? yeah, I right. literally even think that as an S. I, I, and no, if you I, don't think that, sure, you, you sure will don't. not be successful. That's, con- that's just that's straight confidence. The both sides convert that I said a moment ago, the corporate, they, they're not going to make couches if there's not a demand. So if there's right. not out there stimulating demand, yep. st- you know, getting into these conversations, then nothing ever moves. Yep. And then you got to be the liaison between the company who no one really wants to talk to you, right? No one wants to talk to an engineer. Who's like designing this stuff at, at the end of the day? Nobody. Nobody does, right? <laughs> so we've got to be able to qualify that. So, you know, for the sake of time and not talking for three hours because we can about each one of these different things, right? We're going to start to kind of wrap up. Um, before we do that, Al and Nan, do you guys have any last questions before we end open season on Clint? No, I, I think you summed up what you do well. I mean, I've been around you long enough to, yeah. to understand that you mean everything that you just said, right? Yeah. And that you've found a pathway from not being successful to being yeah. very successful in a short amount of time. Too. Right. I was going to say that you've, you, you shortened the learning curve yeah. and you, you honed in. So, you know, again, I, I, I think, you know, yeah. W- one of the traits, one of the traits of a, of a really high D, which is where I'm at in the spectrum, top corner D 
I like the word top corner. Of bitchy. course you do. Yeah, right. But just so everyone knows, Clint's sister is a higher D than he is. Yeah. So we should talk about that. So it's that. not a male female. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not a male female. Let me tell you, let me tell you, my sister will put me to shame when you think about a high D. Yeah. I mean, she's, you talk about scorched earth all the time. <laughs> Jesus name. I only mm. listen to you, she'll buddy. Do, she'll do that to DNA relatives. Um, <laughs> uh, no, you know, and, and that's true. It, Female, male, high Ds, everybody kind of gets this uh, uh, notion in their head that it's this uh, suit-wearing, powerful guy, you know, that's a C-level of a big firm in New York or whatever. That... When you say high D, that's what I think of. Even even me being a high D, that's what I think of. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, well, Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. I know you don't like to talk about it, but the point of it is, is that he on that spectrum is there. No, I... I so, crazy as hell, I'm but anyway, that, yeah. You know? So um, so that's that's the notion that you have, but I know so many I women. I do too. I know I know so many women that are cutthroat. They are so cutthroat. They they put me to shame in the high D category. Um. And one day we will take the deep dive into how, like how that shows differently for men and for women. But yeah. for the sake of time, we need to wrap this up. Uh, okay. Nan, do you have any questions? For I just Clint? would really like to know, um, Clint, what's your favorite thing about being a D? <laughs> favorite thing about being <laughs> everything. No, 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 no. I I think there's something that you go. Oh, I'm so glad I'm a D. But there's also something that you go, crud. This doesn't really work. You know. If I had to answer your question honestly, which I will, because I'm, I'm a D. <laughs> we, don't, we don't lie. No lies. Um, I will say that one of the things that drives me the most crazy is people that can't make decisions. People that analyze data and they sit there and they think, nah, I'm not sure yet. We'll talk about it tomorrow. John's, raising, John's raising his hand. Because, I am raising my hand because yeah, I'm that guy. that guy. So that's your weakness? No, no, no. Let me, let me finish. It drives him crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. So one of the things that I love the best is that I'm quick to that decision. I see it. I, I gut feel. I see it. Okay, this is going to work. And you know what? If it doesn't, fuck it. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out along the way. And go we'll, as far as you can see. Yeah, you'll see how yeah. to go yep. further. No don't, don't even worry about it. You know, um, being a combat veteran was very much, every day was that way. Mm-hmm. The combat vet guys. Anybody that's that will know that it's like, you can make the best plan in the whole god dang world. It doesn't always work out. What are you going to do when it doesn't work out? So you're talking about what's my favorite thing about being a D. My favorite thing is that when those situations arise, that chaos, that total chaos, I'm calm. I'm cool. I'm collective. Let's get this done. Let's let's focus. Everybody, get behind me. Follow me through the door. Let's get this done. That's my favorite thing about being a D. Cool. I love that. All right. So I got a question before we before we wrap up. Right. Mm-hmm. When you took your disc assessment the very first time, mm-hmm. and you came back a high D, was there anything that surprised you um, about the strengths or weaknesses or where you're going to excel or struggle? Any of that stuff? Because if you take one of these tests. One of the important things to consider is there is some, there's differences, right? There's that secondary letter. There's your need to adjust in the workplace, things like that. Was there anything when you sat down and you were working with whoever you worked with to kind of go over this information with you that blew you out of the water as like something you didn't know or something that was validating? As yeah. A yeah. I think, um, I think that there was no surprises to be honest with you. I was pretty self-aware that I was that, I'll call it asshole. Because that's, that's kind of the way. That's, a, that's that, how you come off, right? Especially yeah. if you're someone like Nan, right? S's yeah. and D's typically have a hard time getting sure. along together. Um, I'm, I'm very blunt. I'm very, you, you say it a lot. I'm very brash. Um, I, I, you ask, I tell. Sometimes when you don't ask, I tell. Um, I always know that about myself. There's no doubt. So that's no surprise. What's surprising to me is that... Um, Somebody told me in order for you to kind of uh, deal with other personalities, you're going to have to come down the spectrum. You're going to have to change a little bit um, and not change you as a you as a as a heart and soul kind of guy, but change in the situation to be able to handle it. And so as people told me to, hey, you might want to slide towards an I a little bit. If you slide to an I, you, you border that ID line. Man, you you you'll go as far as you want to go, and that's a problem for me 
because naturally I always slide towards an eye. That's not my point. The point of it is, is that I want to slide away from an eye naturally. So like naturally, and this is confusing as shit, maybe um, naturally I slide towards an eye in a social situation. I want to be the center of attention. I want to be that um, guy that has fun. I want everybody to don't worry about money. I got this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of that DI in me, right? I'll slide to, towards that eye. But in a business situation, I don't want to lose that that D. I want to stay in the corner. And and unfortunately, one thing that I that I'm learning is that if I stay in that corner, uh, I'm not as good, right? Interesting. As a salesperson, that makes sense. Awesome. All right. Well done. Yeah. Good job, man. We right. love you so much. Not as much as he loves himself, yeah. but it's close, I think. You love love like I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Awesome. So next week, we're going to be taking a deep dive into I and yeah. Al specifically, his history, who he is, why go. why he's here. Right? It's going to be strippers and booze. It's yeah. going to be Hardly. crazy. Hardly. Um, so follow us, right? We're on all the social media. We're on Facebook at Sales Throwdown. If you see this logo... Uh, that's us. Um, we're on Instagram at Instagram. We're at Twitter on Instagram. Apparently no one else had the audacity to come up with this name before we did. So we're pretty lucky there. <laughs> uh, so go follow us, uh, sign up for our mailing list. That way you can be, um, on tap and subscribe and we'll be back next week. Awesome. We love you. And we want to work together. That's sales, the us. sales for life. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag it. Let's go have a drink. Absolutely. <laughs>